0: everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Little Roller Podcasts. Last time we were together, we talked a little bit about steroid users and the Hall of Fame, and a little bit about the league as a whole and where they stand in my mind to this point in the season. Today, we're going to get back to the Mets. Um, Since we last talked about the Mets, they have played a total of four games last time we were together talking about the Mets we talked about primarily the doubleheader sweep against the Braves so we have four games to talk about today and they were pretty good games for the most part positive we didn't win all of them which would have been wonderful but that's not how baseball works. Um, so we have good things to talk about and bad things to talk about in this episode. The first game is the final game in the series against the Braves that took place the day after the doubleheader. This was a day game. The first pitch was at 1.13 p.m. And this was by far the most disappointing game, I think, in these four games that we're talking about today. The end score was 9-2 to two Braves, so it just it wasn't a very good one from a viewing perspective. Uh, the final box score shows the Braves had 9 runs on 9 hits, and the Mets had 2 runs on 8 hits, so... We had a similar amount of hits. The Braves just did a good job of getting their runners in. Uh, Tyler McGill started this game, and he gave up three earned runs technically. He was not in the game when the runs were given up, and he actually pitched pretty dominantly while he was in the game. He had nine strikeouts. He gave up four hits in five and one-third innings pitched. Uh he really just continues to impress. He gave up some base runners that were driven in after he came out of the game, which rose his ERA a little bit, but he's still sitting at a a 2.43 ERA, which is obviously amazing. And Miguel has obviously been just so impressive and and better than we ever could have imagined. Um Yeah, I mean, he he threw I think four hitless innings to to get him all the way to to nine total hitless innings in a row, uh, which was, you know, kind of fun to see in your head as like, oh, maybe he would have, if he had had a lower pitch count, been able to finish out that no-hitter. But he had a, a full game total of, of hitless innings before he gave up a hit. Um, yeah, Miguel, Miguel pitched well. He, again, struck out nine, which was... Nice to see his control was a little better in this game as opposed to the no-hitter, but he still gave up some walks. Um, the scoring didn't start until the sixth inning after they had taken Miguel out of the game. Ottavino had come in in that inning to replace Miguel, and he started off by walking Darno with the bases loaded, giving Miguel his first earned run of the game. Next batter was Adam Duvall, and Duvall doubled, scored two more runs. Then Adovino threw a wild pitch. Dansby Swanson singled. Ronald Acuna Jr. singled. And eventually they got out of the inning after Matt Olson grounded out to to Pete Alonzo and Ronald Acuna Jr., like... Juked his way out of a rundown and got to second. And at the end of that inning, it was 7-0 Atlanta. Uh, Trevor Williams came in at the end of the inning and gave up no earned runs because they were all charged to Miguel and Ottavino in that inning. Uh, Williams was actually able to kind of save the bullpen because Miguel came out after... Five and a third, and Ottavino did so terribly in this particular game. The fact that we were able to get some decent length out of Williams was really good uh, for the rest of the games to come. Um, but it was a, just an ugly, 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 ugly inning. Uh, Ottavino had pitched the prior two days, so this was his third day in the in a row. The first time this season. He said that he felt good and was ready to go to management, and he stood by that in his post-game interview. But the results in the game did not speak to the same sentiment. Uh, it was pretty, a pretty ugly inning, one of the uglier innings of the the year, and just made the whole game hard to watch after that because an uphill climb from down 9 nothing is just... Very, or down 7 nothing. sorry, is very unlikely. Um, bottom of the sixth, Escobar doubled and scored Pete Alonso. Uh, Pete Alonso just feels like he's always on base, so good to see him score another run here. Uh, and after that, not a lot happened for the rest of the game. Guillermo Heredia hit a two-run homer. Uh, against Trevor Williams in the eighth, so again, that length coming coming out of Williams really good to see, uh, and then in the bottom of the ninth, Luis Giorme hit a solo shot, which was nice to see, a little bit out of Giorme. But overall, this game was an ugly one. Um, the positives, um, I mean. There's just not a lot. I, the fact that we were able to get eight hits was nice, but just not scoring runs, which was a negative. Uh, and obviously, Tyler McGill, his performances have just been amazing. It would have been nice to get, you know, a little bit more length out of him, but he loaded the bases, so it was it was time for him to come out of the game. Um, but yeah, another five scoreless innings, and then. The sixth inning, where three runs were given up in charge to him. Miguel's been awesome. Great pitching again here in this game. It was just the bullpen that kind of failed us, and mostly uh, Adam Adevino, who has been a good pitcher for us so far this season. And, you know, the decision to put him out there for a third straight day when Jason Shreve was available, his may be questionable, but you know sometimes you just got to go with your gut and i think that's what management did and and it didn't work out this time and it's not always going to and that's all right but it was a disappointing game taking 3 of 4 from the Braves would have been awesome still haven't lost a series because we split this one 2 to 2 which is good um but it is our first non-series win um so that takes us to the next day, and obviously, this was a very demoralizing game against the Braves. So the next day we we're hoping to bounce back, which is something the Mets have done really well so far this season, is, you know, they don't let a lose bring them down. They move on, they go to the next day. Um, so this game started out very poorly. Uh, Tawan Walker was on the mound. In the first inning, the Phillies scored four runs. In the bottom of the first, Bryce Harper doubled. Kyle Schwarber, who's just always on base and always doing something for the Phillies, scored. And Alec Bohm advanced to third. J.T. Realmuto singled, drove in another run. The Phillies already had a win probability here in this first inning of 81.5%. That's after scoring four runs in the first. In the second inning, they came out and tacked on another one. Bryce Harper hit a home run. uh, And Nick Castellanos hit a home run right after him. Um that made the score 7 to nothing. At this point, after the game the day before, it was pretty tough to watch. I personally was sitting at home and I turned off the TV and, and I went to do something else for a little while. I was really frustrated. The pitching giving up this many runs this early in the game was just not something you like to see. So, I personally, you know, was following it a little bit on my phone, but I wasn't going to sit and watch the entirety of a game where we're down 7 nothing in in the early going of the game. By the fourth inning, we were down 7 nothing. So as the game went on a little bit, I was following on my phone. Not a lot happened. Sterling Marte hit a three-run homer. Or sorry, not a three-run homer. His third homer of the year. But he hit a solo homer in the sixth inning to bring us one run closer, which at the time seemed like woohoo, yay, you know. Good to see a little more production out of Marte, but other than that, it seemed very insignificant. Obviously, it would prove to be otherwise. Again, not a lot happened between that sixth inning with the solo shot and the end of the game. Uh, and before I get into the ninth inning, we'll just talk a little bit about the pitching. Obviously, we said already, Taywan Walker did not do well. But after Walker came out of the game, we got we got really good pitching from our bullpen. Uh, from the fifth to the ninth, no runs scored. So. Again, another really nice thing to see. Um, but at the same time, it, it felt so insignificant because of the state of the game. And Aaron Nola had just been dominant. He gave up three hits and one earned run and seven strikeouts through seven innings. And one earned run was obviously the Marte homer. So it looked like an easy win for Nola and just another bad game in a row for the Mets that we just have to bounce back off of. But as I'm sure all of you know, that is where the magic happened. In the bottom, or in the top of the ninth, Francisco Lindor hit a two-run homer after Starling Marte started off the inning with a little infield single that he, he beat out. It was very nice to see Starling Marte sprinting out that that ball, his little infield single, sprinting that out even down that amount of runs to get on base. Just showing that we still have that fight even down six runs in the ninth. And, I mean, at that point, the Phillies' win probab- probability was like 99% or higher. But Francisco Lindor hitting this home run, you could kind of feel a little bit of a momentum shift. Personally, after Lindor hit this home run, I kind of turned back on the game just to see, you know, watch the replay of the home run and, and see if they could, you know, score a couple more runs and just make it interesting or really just see if any individual performances were comforting. You know, to see if I could I could pull any any good things out of the game. But I still had zero belief after this home run that the Mets were going to win this game. After Lindor's bomb of a home run, Pete Alonso hit a double. Another just great thing to see from Pete in, in kind of just keeping that rally going. Uh, Eduardo Escobar lined out for the first out of the inning. And at this point, you know, seemed like, good good production and good fight from this team in the, in the ninth even down this many runs. But with one out, it seemed like it would still be just such a difficult thing to have any hope to come back in this game. Then Jeff McNeil singled. And after this, they brought in their dominant, dominant closer, Corey Knable. I think he had something around a, a point... ERA to this point in the season so he had just been nasty unhittable with that Mark Canna came to the plate and he hit a ground ball to the pitcher that bounced off his leg and scored Pete Alonso and somehow Mark Canna was able to beat it out and then at this point, with the score 4-7, and two runners on base with Dom Smith up, all of a sudden the game was kind of in reach because Dom Smith was the tying run. Dom Smith came up. He had a he had a, a good at-bat. It was, it was a solid at-bat, but he ended up striking out, you know, which was disappointing. But to me, I was like. This mets team has had some fight in this inning. It's great. Two outs. It's just it's not looking good for us winning this game, but wow, like this fight has been good to see. It's good to see them fighting here now at the end of the game. And maybe, you know, we've had two losses in a row. And we'll bounce back and win the next three in this series with this momentum we're gathering in, in this inning. That was my thought process. And then J.D. Davis came up as a pinch hitter, replacing Tomas Nito. And Davis, off the bench, doubles and scores McNeil to make the score 5-7. And at this point, we had the tying runs and scoring position on 2nd and 3rd. And Brandon Nimmo coming to the plate. And at this point, I started to... I was on my feet, and it's hard to... To doubt the fact that the Mets had a chance here. Because all they needed was a base hit to tie this game. Nimmo comes up, he takes a strike, he takes a ball, and then he singles right up the middle. Just a beautiful piece of hitting, and that scores the tying runs. After that, Strong and Marte came up and crushed a ball. It looked like it should have been out of the ballpark, but it hit up against the fence. Nimmo came around to score the leading run in the ninth after being down six. Sugar Diaz came out onto the mound in the bottom of the inning and slammed the door. And to me, he slammed the door on one of the greatest comebacks I have ever watched. Down six runs in the ninth. This Mets team has had some moments so far this season. The comeback where we got five runs in the ninth against the Cardinals. The combined no-hitter. Now this amazing comeback. I just keep watching these games, and even though we have some disappointing games, which in all reality are just losses like we have every once in a while, like every team is going to have throughout an MLB season, the fight that we have in games where maybe it seems like it's lost and just it feels like our offense is not clicking on all cylinders but we're finding ways to take home games and win series and it's just just so fun to watch um again probably one of the craziest games i've ever watched i've ever been able to watch personally um. that being said uh, the next two days were a bummer I would have loved to see the Mets play the next two days because I think that coming off the momentum shift that comes when you come, down, you come back from down six runs in the ninth I feel like the Phillies would have been staggering in the next two games uh, luckily for the Phillies they had two days to gather themselves Um, And the Mets had two days to, you know, kind of let the momentum even out, unfortunately. And they played in a doubleheader on Sunday because of those two rainouts. Uh, The first game got rescheduled for August 20th in Citizens Bank Park. And the second game that got canceled was obviously just pushed to the next day. (laughs) The first game of the doubleheader against the Phillies was well-pitched, I felt, from both sides. Gibson pitched well for the Phillies. Scherzer pitched pretty well. He gave up 11 hits, only three runs, but 11 hits, which was obviously not typical for Scherzer. Uh, he, He took the loss today which breaks his his streak of having not lost a game in something like 353 days. 343 days. That is kind of an incredible run, and it's a bummer that he had to lose it here. Uh, Bryce Harper hit a bomb early on in the game. Um, they scored a couple more. Bryce Harper scored singled and drove in Kyle Schwarber later on and Bryson Stott singled and drove in Segura in the fourth and that was all the runs that the Phillies would get in the game Um, but the Mets didn't have much in them either Uh, Brandon Nimmo scored late in the game on a Francisco Lindor double that was in the i believe the top of the 6th but the, and that was after James McCann drove in a run on a double play so we made we cut the lead to 1 but we couldn't get in another run for the rest of the game which was a little bit of a bummer cuz especially after that game where they came back down so much it felt like you know the one run deficit would be nothing but, again, you're not going to win every game. Six hits in the game, which wasn't, which isn't a horrible number of hits, but, you know, more offensive production would have been nice. But, again, you're not going to win every game. And, although you would have liked to see more offense, that wasn't how this game went. And we took a loss to the Phillies in the first game of the doubleheader. In the second game of the doubleheader, it was a little bit more of a fun game from a Mets fan perspective. Um, first pitch was at 4 because it was supposed to be a day game today, and obviously they were playing doubleheader, so they got going early. In the first inning, Pete Alonso hit a two-run homer with Francisco Lindor on base. It was kind of like a laser shot. Got out in a hurry and was not maybe not the most impressive home run but it it was a, a well-hit ball i mean it, it left the ballpark at 103 miles an hour <laughs> um in the bottom of the second chris bassett gave up a, a solo shot to gene segura and that would be the only run the phillies got in this game which was amazing for me to see bassett gave up one run and the bullpen gave up none and that's been something that I've kind of been looking for for a while in this season and I feel like that we haven't done great I feel like when we get a decent amount of runs our bullpen gives up some to make it closer I feel like we haven't had a game where we give up you know a, a low amount of runs in the beginning and hold that through so very good to see that happen here um, Alonzo had two home runs in the game. His one later on in the game in the fifth inning was a bomb. It was a three run shot and the fact that Alonzo was able to hit two homers in this game was great. Um, you know, been looking to see Pete start to have a little bit more, power production because he's been good offensively this year and obviously the rbi numbers are awesome he's second in the mlb in rbis only behind uh jose ramirez at 26 uh well ramirez has 30 alonzo has 26 uh so to see this homer was quite nice another runner scored later on on a pass ball or a wild pitch um but again pete Alonso carrying the offense is not the worst thing not the worst thing you could see uh in this home run was at an exit velocity of 111.4 miles an hour so just crushed watch the video if you didn't see it already oh, oh. very good to see that out of pete um so that being said that covers the Phillies series in the last game of the Braves series, and that since we last talked Mets. Overall, in those four games, we won two of them, lost the one to the Braves, won two against the Phillies, and lost one against the Phillies. Another series win against the Phillies here. Great to see. Obviously, that that eight to seven win with the comeback in the ninth was the highlight of this week. You know, it almost leaves you speechless just seeing something like that happen. That's the type of thing that the Mets don't do, ever. That's the type of thing that happens to the Mets. And wins like that are the type of wins that good teams get. The type of wins that teams that are going places pull out with. So the fact that we saw this happen today makes me excited. It makes me excited for what could be coming with this team so after yesterday Mets stand with a record of 20 and 10 this puts them tied with a couple teams and I think the only teams above them in the standings right now are the Dodgers and the Yankees I believe they're tied with the Padres and the Brewers so tied for third place in in, in Loss total. Uh, they have the most wins in the MLB, and the win percentage. They're behind a few teams, but they have the most wins with 20. Uh, again, I, I think they're they're technically they're ahead of the Padres and the Brewers in win percentage, but they have the same amount of losses. So if the Padres and Brewers are able to win, then they'll be tied. Mets have played the most games in the major leagues, and a lot of the other teams that are at the top of the standings right now have played significantly less games, so it's hard to compare at this point, but all we know is the Mets are doing good. It's been beyond fun to watch this team play, and you know once their offense starts really turning it on, and once these players are playing the way that they can, this team will be unstoppable. Uh, so, we have an off day today, May 9th, and tomorrow, May 10th, we start a three-game set against the Nationals. Nationals have not been good so far this year. They're at the very bottom of the MLB in the standings at 10-20, and 20, so well under five hundred. That's a 33 point, or that's a... win percentage, 333, not good. So if we're looking for a time to have a sweep, now would be the time. The Mets have not yet announced their starting pitcher for the first game of the series. The first game of the series is going to be started by Patrick Corbin for the Nationals, who has not been doing particularly well so far this year for the Nationals he's 0-5 with a 7.16 ERA and a lot of these Mets hitters have fared pretty well against him so far Pete Alonzo has 32 at bats four home runs and a 334 average J.D. Davis has 30 at bats four home runs and a 333 average Eduardo Escobar is batting 300 with a home run Mark Canna is batting 250 with a home run Luis Giorme and Travis Janikowski have barely seen him. Uh, Francisco and is batting almost 300 at 294. Starling Marte is batting 286. McCann is batting 273. Jeff McNeil, Tomas Nito, Brandon Nimmo are all batting under 250 against him. And then Dom Smith is batting 750 against Patrick Corbin. Um, So... Again, Patrick Corbin has not been pitching particularly well so far this year. I would look for us to jump out against him offensively and take Game 1. Game 2, again, Mets have not announced their starters yet. Um, I'm not sure what combination we'll get of who yet, but I would imagine after Scherzer pitched yesterday and then uh, Canna will get walker at some point we'll get miguel at some point we'll get probably carrasco at some point and that those will probably be some combination of the first three pitchers in the game and i'm not the reason i'm not sure what order is because of all the rainouts and off days recently you just aren't really sure of where everything will fall um the pitcher in Game 2 for the Nationals has been announced as Aaron Sanchez. He's 1-2 on the year with an ERA of 8.56. Uh, most of the Mets hitters have not seen him yet. Alonzo, Davis, Guillaume, McNeil, Nito, Nimo, and Smith, Dom Smith, have never seen him in their career. James McCann is batting three thirty three against him in only six at-bats. Sterling Marte and Mark Canna have seen him once and twice. And our batting is zero, um, but in minimal at-bats. Francisco Lindor has seen him six times and his batting 667. And Janikowski has seen him twice, is batting zero. Eduardo Escobar has seen him seven times and is batting 286. Uh, again, these numbers don't really matter, but maybe it'll give you an idea of how these players have fared against this guy in the past. I don't really think it matters. I think this guy is going to look different every time, probably, against these hitters every outing. Um, and, but it's a first time for most of these guys seeing this guy, but he's not a particularly good, notable starter, especially with an 8.56 ERA. So we'll see what happens in Game 2. Uh, just another game where I would expect the Mets offense to to put something together in you know our pitching staff has been solid for the year and this this is a very good opportunity for us to get our first series sweep of the season especially because the third pitcher is Joan Ardon he is 1 in 5 with a 6.99 ERA another guy with another high ERA and a lot of losses on the season so far this is what the Nationals look like this year. He's faced some of our hitters. Uh, a lot of them he's gotten out in a couple at-bats. Uh, so Smith, Marte, Lindor, and Guillaume are all batting 0 against him, uh, as well as McNeil in 1 or 2 at-bats. Uh, Nimmo and McCann and Janikowski have all seen him twice already this year, and they're all batting five hundred against him. And then Alonzo has seen him three times. He has one homer and is betting 333 off of him. And then Canna, Davis, Escobar, and Nito have not seen him at all. So another guy who a lot of our hitters haven't seen and another guy who d- hasn't pitched particularly well so far this year. Another guy that our offense, hopefully playing well, should hit. So again, I will reiterate great time for the first sweep of the year uh and then after that we go and i believe play seattle at home yep city field back at city field obviously we don't know who the starters are for this game yet but it'll be interesting i think this is our first interleague play game of the season so it'll be an interesting game The, the mariners are not a terrible team they're Three games under 500 right now, um, but it's still early in the season, and it'll be interesting to see how that series goes. But for now, we'll we'll stay looking at the National Series. Um, it was a good week of Mets baseball, mostly positive. We won two out of four in these past four games. Uh, just good to see this team playing the way they are. It's been fun to watch Mets baseball recently. Um, But anyways, that takes us to the end of this episode. Thank you for listening to Little Roller Podcast. And we'll see you in the next one. Have a great one.